This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Jam-packed edition of a Tuesday night edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We'll talk basketball. We'll talk football. We'll even talk. Check this out. To do at 1-800-919-3776. Also, hit us up on X, formerly Twitter, at Gordon Damer, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Harvey and Joe, along for the ride. We welcome you to ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon Damer, how are you? Larry Hardesty, how are we doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing outstanding, Gordon. How are you? I can't complain. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's rare. You okay? I'm great. Excellent. How can I not be great? It's the Excellent. holiday season. I gotta be honest with you. Yes. Maybe it's just because I don't leave the house that often anymore, or maybe uh-huh. it's because we haven't had any snow yet. I, I'm having a little trouble getting into the holiday flow of things. You know what it is, and I have the same issue, and I'm gonna tell you what it is, Gordon. It's very simple. Amazon has taken the Christmas spirit away from both of us. We <laughs> don't go what? anywhere. <laughs> right. You know what? You might be right. <laughs> the gifts are delivered. We don't go. We're not, we're not standing right. in long lines. You just lines. press a button and it shows up at the house. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's it. Yeah, and I'm... then you just got to hurdle all the cardboard in the garage <laughs> that some people, I won't name names, just refuse to break up and put into the bigger box. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what. Uh even actually, even along my block, uh, recycling day for cardboard, which is every other week, getting bigger and bigger, Gordon. This time of the year, yeah, I and like to fold. I like to fold the cardboard and break it down in a way that yeah. I feel like I'm going to get a reward from the guys picking up the recycle. I want them to be. You know what? This house, they do it right. Even if we never meet, even yes. if I never get that face to face, I want them to know this house. They do the recycling right. I'm with you. We agree on that. We yep. agree on that. We do. Well, we got a lot to do, Gordon. Let's get started as we talk about our top stories of the night. First of all, in a game you heard right here on 98.7 ESPN, Rangers outskated Toronto 5-2. Islanders over Edmonton 3-1, and Philly beat the Devils 3-2 in overtime. Oh, Devils. Can't get it done when it matters. I know. I know. Classic Devils. Poor Harvey. On the Pat McAfee show, Gordon. Oh, Tuesday? I guess it is Tuesday, That's it. isn't it? Yep. Aaron Rodgers has made a decision about his return this season. Here's what he had to say. I think the whole time it's been uh, hoping that we're still in it because it was unrealistic to think that I would be 100% to be medically cleared at any point during the regular season. I do feel like, you know, in the next three to four weeks, it would be very possible to get to 100%, but obviously not there. And, and so the conversation was away from 100% medical clearance to a willingness to play. And that's never been a problem for me. If I was 100% today, I'd be definitely pushing to play. But the fact is, I'm not. I've been working hard to get closer to that, but I'm still 14 weeks tomorrow from my surgery and, you know, being medically cleared as 100% uh, healed is just uh, not realistic at 14 weeks. Gordon, back in the day, one of many of my favorite Michael Jackson tunes was called Dancing Machine. Mm-hmm. Dancing, dancing, yeah. oh, dancing. Sure. Dun, dun, dun. And while he has always maintained that they have to be in the playoff hunt for him to be, to him to seriously think about coming back after the record of this team 
after the offensive line play of this team, he said, you know what? I'm good. I'll see you next year. Well, look, not a lot has gone right for the Jets this year and certainly not recently. This is one where at least the right decision was made because as the Jets have proven, it could always get worse. (laughs) And if Rodgers had gone out there and gotten hurt again, Think about where you would feel if you were a Jet fan going into that. Uh, we got to wait for this guy to get healthy again. He doesn't even want next year to be his final year. Uh, it would have been just an absolute fiasco. So uh, it was interesting for a while. We've had some fun going back and forth, but this is for the best. Rest up, Aaron. You got your work cut out for you next year. Come in 100% healthy, and hopefully, hopefully next year will be a whole lot better than this one. No question about it. Now. Lots of conversation, Gordon. We've had it here. We've Everybody's been having this conversation about possible changes in the coaching staff, coordinators, even the general manager. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, your thoughts? I believe in Joe Douglas. I think he's put together a lot of great drafts and a great roster. We obviously had a number of difficult injuries this season. I believe in Robert Sala. He's a fantastic coach. I think he's about the right stuff. And what you emphasize, you're going to get. And I think he emphasizes the right things being about the right stuff, how to be a professional. I believe in Nate Hackett. You always have. I think the offense that he runs is quarterback friendly. And obviously it was geared around me and my abilities and what I do well and my ability to get to the line of scrimmage and get us in good play and to survive bad plays. You know, I think that's as big a role for a quarterback to do as anything is how do we survive a play that uh, maybe nobody's open or somebody gets beat right away or, or just doesn't look good pre-snap. And I think that's part of a quarterback's job. It's not just to make the splash plays, but to make the right play when things don't look great. It comes with playing uh, in New York and being a Jet or a Giant. You know, it's a great media, very passionate. Our fan base is incredibly passionate. You know, 13 years without going to playoffs is tough. And so naturally, this reaction from fans across the league, albeit sometimes misguided, you know, I think people want snap decisions. You know, it's just kind of been one of those things. You can blame whoever you want to blame, but I would wager to guess things would look a, a little bit different with some consistency uh, in guys staying healthy up front and me playing quarterback, and I look forward to, to showing that next year. Now, Gordon, I, I, I will admit to the audience I was snickering a lot during that during that soliloquy from Aaron Rodgers, but there's a piece in there that's really fascinating to me, and what he said was, paraphrasing him, that uh, it's up to the quarterback to make plays, to do things when things break down or the, the player's not open, it's up to the quarterback to do some things. Is this his first admittance to the shortcomings of what Zach Wilson and Trevor Simeon and Tim Boyle and the other cast of characters we've seen for this Jet quarterbacking squad? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know how to feel if I were a Jet fan hearing, hey, everybody's coming back. Uh, I guess it could always be worse given how he has picked some of the players on this team and they've all underperformed. So the last thing you want is him picking the coach as well. Uh, but I, I just I can't believe that there would be an organization that would have this year play out like this. And it's not over yet. We still right. got, what, three more games? It can always get worse. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to bring back the whole squad. With all the issues this team has, you're going to bring back everybody and just uh, just pretend like this year didn't happen. Well, nothing you could do. Aaron Rodgers got hurt four plays in, and we won five games. Well, he said he believed in them. He didn't say they needed to come back. <laughs> well, if you're he saying you believe in them, them. He believed in them. 
He believed in it. I see. To me, I feel like you gotta you gotta change something. Yeah, coordinators. Uh, some some line coach is gonna be done. It's like, <laughs> like the Yankees. The, coach. the the less responsible you are for this fiasco, the more trouble you're in. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. like it's not on the manager. It's not on the general manager. Hitting coach might be you. Somebody's got to pay. Somebody's got to pay. Somebody's got to pay. For some a some like video this. coordinator. We'll get rid of that guy. Exactly. He's to blame. Speaking of job security, Arvid Samini asked that question to Robert Sala about his situation. When a coach is five and nine and he's sixteen and thirty-two over three years, he gets these asked these kind of questions. So I'm just going to ask it. Do you think you're coaching for your job over these next three games, Robert? Just coaching to try to beat Washington Rich. Doesn't that enter your mind at all, given the way the season has gone? No. Two types of coaches, Rich. Those who have been fired and those who are about to get fired, my man. We coach in the moment. Coach to, to win a football game. Now, what was interesting, on Get Up This Morning, Gordon, Dan Graziano said that Salah's hot seat is hotter than people may think. So it depends on where you go here. This is going to be interesting once again, I stand by the comments I made last night. If they lose to – they can't lose to if, – if he loses to Washington, Gordon, I think that seals his fate. I do. It, it just feels like there's a lot of scuttlebutt of we got outcoached on Sunday. We yeah. got outplayed. Uh, why can't we do what other teams do? And it feels like in some ways – and we'll talk to Rich. When do we talk to Rich? Tomorrow? Thursday night. Thursday, Thursday night. night. Mm-hmm. Um it kind of feels like he's lost the locker room to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a player uh, who doesn't think that he's lost the locker room, and uh, we'll hear that. We'll hear from him a little bit later. Gordon Tommy DeVino made good on an apparent agreement with a New Jersey-based pizzeria to make an appearance today after the restaurant announced it had to cancel the event because the giant quarterback doubled his appearance fee. You know, Cal- Caligno's. Old Fashioned Pizzeria in Morristown announced on social media Sunday it would no longer be hosting DeVito after the restaurant received word from his agent, this is quoting the restaurant, that his appearance fee would be doubling from $10,000 to $20,000. Now, this was on the Instagram posted 20, by $20,000. $20,000. That's right. That's right. That, that. I got, Larry, we got to open a pizza place, dude. <laughs> no, no. We no. got to open a pizza. They're making twenty no. k. Well, or, or we can go back and... Live at home and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and make uh-huh. our have mom make our beds and then uh-huh. play a sport. Maybe we can do that. <laughs> no, that's too that that ship has sailed. That's too much work. <laughs> yeah, we got to make some pizza, man. How how yeah. bad can it be? <laughs> nah, it's pretty good. If you're messing up pizza, you really have no business in a kitchen. Yeah, well, apparently they're not messing it up down in in uh, in Morristown. Morristown. They're rolling. Oh. They're rolling there. Rolling in the dough. All right, but however, since the story gained traction on social media, Gordon. And after the appearance, his appearance and performance on Monday Night Football last week, um, <laughs> got a freebie. You know, got a Groupon. You know, well, actually, actually, his Sunday. I mean, his performance on Sunday against New Orleans. Uh, you know, now he went there and he did the right thing. He he made an unpaid appearance at the pizzeria. Well, I'm glad that this story is uh, off the the slate because yes, so um, it didn't uh, didn't feel didn't good talking. Good. And, you know. I'm not for one. I understand these guys are professional athletes, and they're not. When they're not playing, it's not like they're going to just sit at home and do. Does this have a? Does this guy have one day that he's not out signing this thing and signing? I mean, I get it. Make hay while the sun shines. But geez, yep. Louise, can we? He's rolling. 
He's a busy I man. I guess so. He's, he's, a busy he's man. striking while the iron is hot. I get Remember, it. Undrafted free agent quarterback. Undrafted. Yeah, no, I get it. Sunday undrafted. might be. You never know. Turning to the NBA, Gordon John Morant returned tonight after 25-game suspension. Looked like he didn't look like he never left. 34 points in 35 minutes, including the game winner with no time left. Memphis beat New Orleans. By the way, Grizzlies were down 25 in the second quarter. But John Morant, who hopefully Gordon has overcome his demons with the waving the gun twice on social media within the, yes. you know, in the short amount of time. Uh, hopefully he'll be okay because really that team needs him. They are a totally different team with John Morant in the lineup. Well, look, he's a special talent. He's a special player. He's one of the – we talk about there's not that many superstars in the NBA. He's a superstar. He is unbelievable. And uh, they need him. They've gotten off to a horrendous start so far this year, 7-19 and 19 on the season. And much like the uh, – I was joking with the Tommy DeVito story, hopefully the John Morant off-the-court stuff is, is removed from the slate from the, for – you know, moving forward now uh, that, that he's had this this uh, 25 game suspension. So uh, hopefully everything's right in the world because when he's on the court, he is dynamic. He is absolutely. Speaking of dynamic, how about those Knicks last night, Gordon Damer? Yeah. Oh, oh nice win over the Lakers. And and it, it was special meaning to me that the Knicks were able to win this game, Gordon, on the night that the Lakers raised their NBA Cup banner. Ever important. Alongside the Minneapolis Laker banners, if you notice. Not with the L.A. Laker banners. No. With the Minneapolis You can't, you can't put banners. it with the real ones. Come on. <laughs> you got to put it in the back someplace where it's up there, but doesn't go with the, the, the no, real ones. No, it doesn't ones. go with the – no. Well, look, no. Uh, Brunson was sensational. I thought Randall was really strong. The bench again. I thought Hartenstein was, uh, was, was great. I, I mean, when they got Hartenstein or Hartenstein. Stein, yeah. I did not think that he was going to be this valuable a contributor. Agree. But now, with especially with Robinson going down, he's he is a uh, he's a big contributor. Seventeen rebounds last night. Quickly was big off the bench again. So um, yeah, that's a, they needed that one. They did. They did. Nice way to end the road trip. Two and two. I'm good. Two and two. West Sign, Coast you trip. Would sign for that going in. Absolutely. 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 And the, the other thing you like about Hartenstein Gordon is that he he hits free throws so you can keep him in the game down the stretch mm-hmm. instead of Hacker Robinson. Yeah. And, and he's, he's, he's a little better. He's got a little better hands. Robinson sometimes has stone hands. His Hardenstein's hands are a little softer, a little softer. He played almost 40 minutes last night. He so uh, he is he, he is needed right now. So. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, now he knows what the starters feel like. Oh, my God. We never come out of the lineup, do we? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, I, it's nice to the story of Taj Gibson being back is, is yes. nice and all, but I don't know how many minutes we can be relying on Taj Five Gibson. Five or six. Yeah. Giving them a blow. Giving them a blow. That's what it is. Disappointing performance from the Nets. They wore down against Utah in the second half last night. They put that away, so the Nets and Knicks leave the West Coast, and they face each other. And we'll have that game right here on 98.7 ESPN. And, Gordon, our last story tonight is kind of sad for me. Uh, tonight was the last night of Real Sports on HBO. And Real Sports with Brian Gumbel. And Brian Gumbel was kind of like a, a, a hero to me coming up. He was mm-hmm. the guy that I saw uh, way back, <laughs> Gordon, when he did he was he did a show on NBC with Jack Buck uh, on Saturday afternoons. I, I sports something. I, I don't remember what it was called now, but you know, I, I saw 
you know, I saw him. I was like, oh, man, I, I enjoyed his style, you know, and I ran into him a couple of times during the career, know his brother well during the career. And, you know, Real Sports was Real Sports was 30 for 30 or Sports Outside the Lines that we have on ESPN. And it's that type of journalism that, that allows you to do the hard-hitting stories outside the sports, you know, outside the scores. And so to see that that's so now maybe it would be picked up somewhere else or whatnot, but it's it's sad to see it go. But it was on a long time. Gordon. It was on a long time. There was a time where that was in my wheelhouse. It has HBO and their sports have kind of dwindled here since the loss of boxing and everything yep, else. So it's kind of it's one of those shows that I enjoyed when I saw it, but I have not seen it as much recently. But there was mm-hmm. a time when those episodes would come on uh, and they would find. They were master storytellers. They could take something, a sport, an athlete, a -hmm. story, and tell it to you in a way that you would find it interesting. You don't even have to care about it. I remember they did a a story on – they weren't parachuters, but they did, like, the the sky suits where they, like, go through the air and they're, like, Mm -hmm. falling – it was the video they had, the way they told the story. Everything about it was fantastic. And they, yeah. they would have one of those every single month. It would, John Frankel was really good. Uh, Mary mm-hmm. Carrillo had stories. Yeah. Bernie Goldberg. Yeah. They were all master storytellers. So it is yeah. sad to see something like that not uh, not stick around. 29 years, Gordon. David That's a good show. run. 29 years. That's outstanding. You know, they're kind of like, like what SI was, the magazine. Yeah. You know, you couldn't wait. I got to get my Sports Illustrated. I'll tell you, there were so many times where they were, you know, they did different pieces, you know, four or five pieces of show. And I would tune in for one of them Mm -hmm. and I'd say, okay, I want to see this. And then the next, it was almost like an album where you would listen to an album and you'd listen to one song. And then the next song, you'd start getting into that song because you heard it so often after the first song you wanted to You would get into the next story. You'd be like, well, I don't care about rodeo or I don't care about this thing or that and then you start watching it and be like, oh, my God, this is fat. How did I not know about this? Yeah. So, yeah, it's sad to see something like that. They did a great job. They did a great job. Amazing job. Great storytellers. Yeah. Andrew Kramer also. Uh-huh. Sure. There. Yeah. Uh, they had a, they had a rotating a cast over there. So yeah. Dad O'Brien's been there recently, yeah. you know, more recently. Mm-hmm. They were the sports 60 Minutes. Yes, very much so. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. We have Coach Salas back, and he has ours. So, you know, we're just in here to play the last three games as strong as we can, finish the season as strong as we can. You know, we have guys out here fighting on contract years, guys out here fighting to just get healthy, guys out here fighting to have a good season, and then fighting for our community, fighting for our fans. So these three games, you know, there's no question about it. We're going to finish as strong as we can and give everything we got. And, you know, if if you aren't, you're not going to be out on that field. I think it's a hotter seat than people are giving you credit for. If the Jets continue to lose and they continue to look bad, I do think they have a decision to make at the end of the year. Woody Johnson was not running the team when Robert Sala got hired, and he could be getting a little bit of an itchy trigger finger. Look, they have not put forth a representative effort. And, like, I know the quarterback got hurt, right? But I'm watching Kevin Stefanski win games with his fourth quarterback of the year. Right, I'm watching three. Zach Taylor win with Jake Browning. We just saw a three-game winning streak from Tommy DeVito. It can be done. It's ESPN New York. Tonight on 98.7 ESPN, Hardesty and Damer. Solomon Thomas, you heard, saying that Salah has not lost the locker room. And Dan Graziano, as I referenced in our uh, stories that we're going to talk about on the show tonight, bring in uh, how hot the Salah seat is. And it's 
It's an interesting discussion, Gordon, because on one side, what have we all said? The offense is the offense has been the biggest problem, but the offense was not supposed to be Salah's deal. Look, we understand it's the, he's the head coach, and it all weighs back on him. It all leans leans to him. But his job was really they farmed it out to Aaron Rodgers and company. The offense has not been good. The offensive line has not been good, and I'm really closer to siding with you, Gordon, in this. It, it's really. Every loss that you've had here has really been an indictment on what Joe Douglas has not been able to fill the cupboards with. So when Robert Sal is looking to cook the meal, since we're in the holiday mode, Gordon, mm-hmm. Gordon uh, you know, he's looking in there and, you know, there's not the best food and ingredients that he can put in his pot to get things rolling. Well, certainly the Jet, the, the uh, Dolphin game this week, that to me, that loss was on the building of the offensive line and, and, and it was much more of the structure of the team that loss. Uh, now <laughs> it's not, you know, with the jets, you can blame whatever you want and you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. So I can say that the structure of the team is so poorly done. I blame Joe Douglas for that loss. And you could look at it and say, well, it's not like the coach is taking the parts that he has and getting the most out of them either. So, and you would not be wrong there either. So, um, I think the problem that that Salah has is that they were more competitive earlier Mm -hmm. and they're getting worse as the season goes along. Now they got the Texans win. That's good. I'd like to see another win here or two. Mm -hmm. Uh, The commanders are not very good. The Patriots are God awful. Right. Um, The reasons to keep Robert Salah have nothing to do with Robert Salah. Right. The reasons to keep him is because you're not going to get another head coach to come in here given this situation. If you're not going to blow the whole thing up, why would you just get rid of the coach this year where it looks like if things don't fire next year, you're going to blow the whole thing up? Um, I guess those are reasons to keep him, but it's not exactly like you feel good about it either. Well, could you say for him that he's he's – He's done what he was supposed to do with his side of the football. Once again, we, we get the head coach. I understand that. But his thing was supposed to be, okay, our identity is defense. And the defense, aside from Sunday where they did not play well and the scheme was not good and we had our questions and we've talked about that game. But for the most part, Gordon, the defense has kept them in games. And that's what the defense was supposed to do. And so from that point, I guess we could say he delivered. Now, if we're talking about a head coaching from a head coaching spot, Gordon, the, the, the consistent penalties, that's been an issue. Uh, undisciplined stuff. Uh, they probably, if, at one point, they were leading the league and roughing the quarterback penalties. You know, things that you, know, things that you should be able to control that you, you practice and you practice and you hammer in. Those things, those things have been an issue. For most of the season. Maybe there's a game or two where it's not. But for most of the season, these things have recurred and popped up again. So from the side of the ball that he was supposed to deal with, he he's the defense is delivered. But that's not the that's not the job of a head coach. That's a that's the job of the defensive what we're all saying is that we don't really think he's a good head coach. <laughs> no, right? what we're saying is that here's here's what here's what I'm saying in that scenario. We weren't holding him in charge of the offense anyway. No, I guess not. So we had he had farmed the offense. That was Aaron Rodgers' just, offense yeah. with Nathaniel Hackett. That was that was their offense. Now, if you're saying to me, could there have been some situations where, you know, where Parcells would say, for example, no, you're running the ball here. <laughs> okay, no, uh, uh-uh. you're gonna run the ball. We're not the, enough with the passing. Call some run plays. I don't know if he's that type coach. I don't know if coaches do that now because in this new day and age. 
Now, if we're saying there were instances where he could have done more in that scenario, okay, I'll grant you that. But, I mean, for the most part, we, we've been saying all year. They farmed the, they farmed the offense yeah. out to Hackett and, 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 and Rodgers. So well, he, he, did, he did what he was supposed to do on his side of the ball, which I'm just having fun, Gordon, because I understand the head coach is the CEO of the it's, whole team. It's just, it's, just a, it's just such a weird situation. It is. And, and, you know, a lot of times you should do the opposite of what the teams you're playing want you to do. That's an effective strategy. I, I, do, do, does the other team want us to punt? Then maybe we shouldn't punt, right? Um, I, I can tell you as a Dolphin fan, I want the Jets to keep everybody right where they are. Because I don't, th- I don't think it's ever going to work. I, I think your, your shot was this year. I think another year older for Rod. You're telling me now, another year older for Rodgers coming off a significant injury, this is finally the year where Joe Douglas is going to build the offensive line almost from scratch in one offseason while also adding pieces along the offense to, to help out the quarterback too, they got their hands full. I, it, just as a, 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 a fan of a team that roots against the Jets, I want everybody back for as long. Bring back Zach too. Hey, I don't, don't get rid of him either. Bring everybody back. Bring, bring the band back together. Yeah, but as a fan, you're putting them in a no-win situation because if they blow it up, that's not going to work for next year either. Because it's well, going to take at least two years for them. Yeah. I mean, they've blown it up before. I mean, yeah. you know, it's going to take uh, this, them at least two this years. This is the end game of blowing it up, right? Yeah. I mean, you brought Joe Douglas in. You gave him a six-year contract. This is supposed to be uh, to steal an HBO, another HBO show. This is supposed to be winning time. Yeah. This is supposed to be the time where you. this is what you've been building towards. I just think that bringing this back for another year is just kicking the can down the road. Yeah. Uh, it was it was okay last off season. We thought, hey, you know what? If they have a quarterback, that will fix a lot of the issues, um, and that would have been the case on last year's team. I think it would have fixed a lot of the issues. But mm. now you got to fix the entire offensive line. You've got one capable receiver, the running back. Uh, hopefully, another year removed from from off season knee surgery. Maybe then he can do something. But. They got a lot of decisions to make, and I just don't have. I wouldn't. How could you have any faith in the people that are in the positions that they're in? Mm-hmm. What have you seen? What would you see outside of just blind faith? What have you seen from any of them? You know, Rodgers is bringing up Joe Douglas's track record. He's had one good draft, and a lot of that was because he had two picks in the top ten. Yeah, the other drafts are not good drafts. Nope. And and the how we got to this point. Why the Jets are in the position that they are in with so many of these things is because he blew the second pick in the draft. He did. And normally you don't get a chance to pick a second one. Nope. Normally you don't. And I just don't. Also, there's something to be said for coming off this year and trying it this year. I thought it made sense. You thought it made sense. We were all kind of in agreement. Okay. This is the way they're going to go. Okay, fine. Let's see if it works. Mm-hmm. Now they're going into an offseason where everything is tailored towards we got to make the playoffs. They're not making the best decisions for the long term. No. They're making decisions for today. It's and like this I year all over again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, given the track record that they've had building the team at this point, 
putting them under fire now <laughs> is going to all of a sudden spur something better than what you've already seen in terms of putting the team together and coaching the team. Well, I'll say this, Gordon. If they decide to bring everybody back, everybody knows this is it. If they decide to bring everybody back, everybody, including Aaron Rodgers, he knows that this is it. Because you're not gonna you're not gonna renew you're not gonna renew Douglas. That'll be year six. I don't think you'll renew I don't think you'll extend Salah. He'll be going into year five after next year. You know, I, I just don't I just don't see it. if they bring everybody back that everybody understands. That's what it is. And Aaron Rodgers will have to make a decision. Okay, either I'm retiring or, you know, whatever. Whether I want to play with the new head coach or who's the new system or all that stuff, that would have to be the decision. But if they bring everybody back, you're right. The pressure's on because they have to. They have to make the postseason. And, and everybody will know. And it's not, it's it's almost like making the postseason's one thing. They have to be like a live team. They can't. Deep. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know deep, but they have they can't be like the seventh seed, right? They can't be like just coming down to the final weekend of the regular season no, and they, they just happen be, to get in on a, a they, they, they gotta, gotta be, be one, a live the, team next year. They gotta be one two in the division. Yeah. They have to be one two in the division. And that's gonna be tough. Because you got Buffalo and Miami in your division. And I don't know what they're gonna do in New England, but it won't be like this. <laughs> it won't be like this. No. They will make change. It just it just feels like they're kind of stuck in a way. Yeah, they are. They are. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Jose's in Brooklyn. Jose, start us off on ESPN New York Tonight. Good evening, Larry, GD. Shout out to the company. And whew, man. Just another, you know, day of, you know, the drama that is the New York Jets. Um, but, you know, just a sidebar, you know, I I, I I am, I can't wait for tomorrow's matchup with the Knicks. I, I was just tell, making, um, making joke with Joe Leo that, that when, when the Knicks wipe the floor with the Knicks, he's going to be awesome. But we'll see. Um, as far as the Jets, the, it, 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 it is one of the craziest, circus situ- situation that I've ever seen because if we wanted to judge Salah on the offense, you know, we would keep his offensive coordinator, but we forced him to fire him and then outsource it to Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers. So it's like, what can we do there? Then when there's news that they could get Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan, they were told from upstairs, no, you can't do that. You can't bring them aboard because we can't have anybody that's even remotely anywhere near better than, you know, the current option that they had. So they ended up getting Trevor Simeon. And we see why they got Trevor Simeon because he's just God horrific. And I just don't know, like, like I, it's one of those things where I'm just like, he got brought here to be a head coach. He became a head coach, really doesn't have a lot of decision-making in who the quarterback is, really doesn't have a lot of decision-making on what's being done on the offense entirely now at this point. And, you know, I, 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 and, you know, I know we can get on him for the penalties and I know that we can get on him for, you know, the times that they looked unprepared, but I, I really felt like they, I really felt like it wasn't more of an unpreparedness. I just felt like the defense to just eventually just, 
kind of just faltered at the end. And that's what's going to keep happening when there is no off- offense and eventually the other team ju- does put a couple of scores together. And unless it's, it's a one-possession game where the defense is going to keep going all out, I just don't see this you know, happening soon. And it's kind of a you know, hilarious situation, but like, you know, but I don't feel, I don't feel sorry if any of them get fired because the, the situation is that Salah will be hired as the defensive coordinator somewhere else. Douglas will possibly be taken back into either Philadelphia or Baltimore, depending on which relationships he has, has left with, you know, all of these people will bounce back on their feet. So I, and that's why I don't feel, feel, feel bad for whenever I do call for people's jobs, because Nathaniel Hackett definitely deserves to be fired from what I just saw this year and what he did, did in Denver. This is just, he, he's just a horrific offensive mind. I, I, I don't get it. But just, um, just wanted to hear your thoughts. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. All right, Jose. Thanks for checking in. Gordon, it's a lot to unpack. Let me just put it this way. As head coach, you get blamed for everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's the job. You get blamed for everything. It, it comes with the territory. It's, it's unfortunate. You have to try to make the best you can with the hand you're dealt with. But Gordon, and I was talking to Harvey about this while we were on the break. For the Jet fan like Joe Leo, they've had – now, Harvey got to the playoffs. His Giants got to the playoffs last year. Won a okay. game. And won a game. I'll come back. I'll finish my thoughts. We'll do that next on 98.7 ESPN.